Well, good morning and welcome to our family service as we meet together virtually this morning to worship and remember on this Remembrance Sunday those who over the years have fought and died so that we can live in peace today. Our service will include a reflection and the traditional two-minute silence. And we're going to be helped this morning by our scouts and our guides. And also we're going to hear from some of our church family who have not just seen but experienced firsthand a major But first, let's commit our time together to our Lord. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you this morning to remember those who served and are still serving in various conflicts in our world. But we also come remembering the sacrifice that you made for us on the cross. Father, focus our minds this morning to hear your voice and may you speak to each one of us. In your great name, Amen. Well, before we have a time of worship, we're going to hear from our puppets, Alex and Sally. And it seems that Alex has a bit of a problem this morning remembering. La 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 Hi everyone! Alex! What on earth have you got there? What does it look like, Sal? It's a firework, and I'm going to set it off to show everyone what a loud bang it can make. Let's hope it misses the neighbour's greenhouse, unlike last year. Watch out! Stop, Alex! You can't do that! Don't you ever read the instructions. It says, never light fireworks inside or near people. It can be very dangerous. And it was a very unfortunate incident last year with that greenhouse. I'm not sure the neighbours have forgiven you yet. Oh, Sal, I was only kidding. I'm not really going to let it off. For one thing, my fingers are too big to light the match. Just look at them. Very funny. But I should think not too. But why have you still got the firework in the first place? Why didn't you set it off on the 5th of November? Or last night like everyone else? Oh, well, I forgot. Alex, how could you forget with all those thousands of fireworks going off all across Croydon? I don't know. Well, I was asleep, Sal. I'd had a long day. And anyway, people let fireworks off all year round now, don't they? Even at midnight on Cromehurst, which is definitely not appreciated. But I had forgotten why we have fireworks, Sal. Is it just to lighten up those depressing, dark autumn days? Well, we have a bonfire night after a man named Guy Fawkes who tried to blow up Parliament back in 1606, a long time before even Trevor was born. Did it work then? No. He was discovered before all the gunpowder went off and he came to a rather grisly end that we probably don't need to hear about in church. But every year we remember what happened by having a bonfire and fireworks. Sounds a bit funny to celebrate that, doesn't it, Sal? I guess it is, really. But you know what? I think God's a bit like a firework. What on earth do you mean by that, Sal? Do you mean he's going to explode? I think you've lost the plot. Just like Guy Fawkes. <laughs> no, silly. Remember that Jesus is the light of the world. 
Well, just like when you see and hear all those beautiful fireworks going off and feel the warmth of the bonfire, you can remember that Jesus is someone who brings joy and warmth to everyone on earth and who trusts in him. Something we need to hear in these dark and challenging times. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Sal. But all this remembering, it's a bit much for me. It's like being at school. Oh, Alex. But that's not all we remember at this time of year. Today is Remembrance Sunday, where we wear poppies and remember with thanks all the people who died in the First and Second World Wars last century so that we can live in peace today. And we also remember all the other wars and struggles that have taken place and are going on now. And we pray for peace in our world today. I knew there was a reason I was given this poppy to wear, Sal. That it will help me to remember. Just like the fireworks remind us that Jesus is the light of the world. But Sal, I've just remembered one more important thing. What is it now, Alex? I've just remembered that it's only 46 days left till Christmas Day, or 40 shopping days, I should say. And those toys are selling out fast, so you better log on to Amazon ASAP before you forget to buy me that extra specially big one. Oh, Alex, you never learn, do you? Bye, everyone. See you soon. Take care. Bye. 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 We're going to be singing, Bless the Lord, O My Soul. And we're inviting you to join us as we worship together. Bless the
Tony Wilkins and I was asked whether I was around when the war was on and in fact I was 12 years old when the uh, Battle of Britain was on and we were fortunate enough to see some of it from our back garden. We lived in um, uh, Welling in Kent at the time and if you could nip out the back and see all these traces in the sky and um, then if the alarm went off we'd all have to dive down the, the shelters out of the way but it was interesting um, one interesting thing that happened during that time, uh, my dad came home from work one day and he said, Tony, I've got a present for you. So I said, oh, what's that? He said, I've got a German flying helmet and a belt. So the story was that a German aircraft was flying towards London to bomb London. Um, he was shot down and he miraculously landed his plane um, in a field very close to Vickers Armstrong factory at Crayford. And it so happened that my dad and some of his mates saw this out of the window. So they ran out to the, the aircraft, picked up the crew and took them back to the factory and took them down to the works canteen and gave them a meal and a drink waiting for the uh, police to come and pick them up. And the pilot was so grateful for all that had been done for him and his crew that he gave Dad his helmet and his belt. And I've got both of those here. There's the helmet and, and there's the belt. And the belt has a, a neat uh, sauce sticker on the, on, the, on the buckle. So here they are 80 years on. And the children did a, a lot of um, picking up bits and pieces, not as, as, uh, as good as that of course, but when the alarms went and it was all clear to go out, we used to go out, all the kids used to go out into the road and see what they could pick up. And we picked up lots of bits and pieces, um, like um, 
bullet cases and bullets and uh, bits and bits, bits and pieces. I, I picked up a uh, an incendiary bomb case. That's that's all that's left of a, an incendiary bomb after all the um, it, it's all lit up. But lots of the things we picked up were quite dangerous. This is this is shrapnel, and it's the result of the big guns in the park. Um, firing up into the air and of course these huge shells used to go up into the air and explode into thousands of bits and come down like rain and if you can imagine they, these coming down out of the air you can see why everybody working outside wore a tin hat one, one a piece like that would kill you instantly you know so um, it, it was fun for kids but we had one experience which was very unhappy uh, two roads from us um, a bomb landed in a house but didn't explode so they sent a bomb uh, uh, squad down to de defuse it and we all waited patiently to see what was going to happen and then all of a sudden there was a tremendous explosion the house was blown to bits and the, the guys who had come down to, to clear the bomb out had gone with it so it really was, was sad um, then not long after that an aircraft came over our house on, in flames and landed two roads away and my dad said I think it's time for you to go so um, we were packed up as evacuees and we went up into Derbyshire but that's another story. During the war my family lived in Leicester and I was about four and a half when the war started just starting school. I don't think it impinged on us very much to begin with but my parents had bunk beds, collapsible ones, put in the cupboard under the stairs and if there was a raid they'd carry us down there and we'd sleep in the cupboard under the stairs. But later it got more serious, German bombers came over more often and then we had a Morrison shelter in our kitchen. It's like a big metal box with a solid roof so that if anything fell on it you wouldn't be crushed and slotted sides so that you could breathe. And when we heard the air raid sirens, we'd all get up and run down and pile in there with eiderdowns and blankets and sleep in there until the all clear went. I think if you haven't lived in a war, you'll never know how wonderful it is to hear the all clear siren and know that you can get up again and start living normally. But it wasn't always all that good for us because my dad was an air raid warden and he used to be out at the first aid post during the night several nights, probably one night a week, and we always wondered would he come back because bombs were dropped around us and houses were shattered but never in our road. Because only key workers had cars because of shortage of petrol, we always used to walk to church which was about a couple of miles and then we would look at the houses that have, around our way that had been totally flattened and we were so grateful that they weren't ours but they were quite close. So we're going to play a memory game now and you will need a pen or pencil and some paper in order to play. This game is also known as Kim's Game. So Kim Wright, you have no, uh, no excuse not to do really, really well here. So it's a memory game and Joe is going to show you 25 objects. We're then going to cover up those objects and we're going to play a lovely family song called All Through History. As we play that song, you then have three minutes to write down from memory as many of those items as you can remember. 
and the winner is the person or people in your household who has got the most. So Joe's going to show us those items now. So my beautiful assistant, are you there? I am. Okay, so there's all the items and there's 25 of them there. And I'm going to show you one by one in turn. Don't start writing down yet. So we've got a biocompostable bag pack of playing cards, an orange, a torch, some cooks, matches, measuring tape, a runner bean from the Lines' garden. I think this is Samuel's rubber, which says yes on it. A highlighter, that's yellow. Very apt for today, a poppy. Sunglasses. Pom bears, they're blue and they're salt and vinegar flavour. Thomas the tank engine, the number one engine. And a Rubik's cube. A Twix, but this one's white. A mini raisin snack pack. A key on a unicorn key ring. We have a black comb. A purple lolly. A screwdriver. A 50p piece. A Polaroid battery. Table tennis ball. Conquer and masking tape. Now those are the 25 items and you can be as specific as you like depending on your age. If you're younger maybe just get the items but if you're really good at this game why don't you try and add some description as well. So you've got three minutes we're going to play the song now. Safety once again. The Lord was good, the Lord was strong. 
take away our sin So we could get to know our God again The Lord is good, the Lord is strong And we will live our lives for Him Well, how did you do? We're going to be putting uh, all the answers on the SBC Family Facebook page, or you can rewind this video at the end of the service and take a look at the tray again. And what I didn't mention was we've got a special family prize uh, for the church, for the person at church who gets the most right. If you'd like to text me your name and uh, how many you got, on 07880-787-015. I will announce next week who is the SBC winner of Kim's game. So that was a game about remembering, and this morning is all about remembering, isn't it? Now, I'm not very good at remembering, especially when my wife asks me to do something. But we have lots of different ways of remembering, don't we? We tie a knot in our hanky. Uh, we write it down on a piece of paper and then lose the piece of paper. Uh, maybe we ask Alexa to remember for us. Or we put our, our details into our phone. There are lots of different ways. Today we are wearing poppies uh, to help us remember. To help us remember those who died fighting on our behalf so that we can live in peace and freedom. Specifically World War One and Two but also other conflicts throughout the world. Now you probably know why the poppy was chosen, um, but it's always good to hear it again, isn't it? War is a horrible thing, and the landscape of Belgium and Northern France uh, was so devastated uh, by, by war that one of the few things that would actually grow there were fields of poppies. And the doctor serving there called John McRae, was so moved by this that he wrote a poem uh, called In Flanders Fields. And inspired by his poem, an American war secretary, Moina Michael, began selling poppies to her friends uh, to raise money for soldiers who had been injured in the war. And that's how the tradition began. On the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, 1918, the First World War ended. And at this time, every year, people across the world join together to remember those who have given their lives for peace and for freedom. And we're going to do that today in our two minutes silence. And as we do that, I'd like us to think together about three things. Firstly, those who died or who were injured fighting for us in past conflicts 
some very young, so that we could live and grow up in peace. Secondly, those who suffer today because of wars and conflicts that are going on in the world, even if some of these are necessary to stop greater evils. Think of situations like Syria, Ukraine, Yemen and Afghanistan. And pray that leaders of countries of this world will have the wisdom to do what is right. And lastly, remember that God wants us to live in peace with others as far as possible. Let's pray for peace. And as we come towards 11 o'clock, we're going to watch a video to help us remember, which includes the two minute silence.
God, as we think of struggle and sacrifice, we also in these difficult, uncertain times want to lift to you all those who are battled with the coronavirus, whether through personal suffering or helping to care for those who have suffered. We especially think and pray for those who work in the care sector and the NHS as they deal with these difficult certain centres on a daily basis. Please give them the strength and endurance to support those who are in pain and suffering. Thank you, and above all, you are a God who cares for each and every one of us and is there for every situation. Amen. Dear Father, we want to pray for all those places today where there is hatred and bitterness between people. We pray for understanding and cooperation between those who are currently enemies. Please also be with those who work for peace. We pray that our world will know peace and justice. We think and pray for all world leaders and especially following the result of the American presidential election, that this will help and not hinder peace in our world. For Jesus' sake, Amen. Oh, oh, oh.
welcome to this week's SBC News. I'm Catherine. And I'm Rob. As we are not meeting together as a church at present due to COVID-19 restrictions, we will be unable to exchange cards at um, Christmas at SBC this year. However, we would like to put a page of greetings into the December-January Insight. If you would like to send one short message to everyone, please send it to magazine at salesdenbaptist.org.uk no later than Wednesday the 18th of November. If you do not have email access, please ring Eleanor, see the directory, by the same date and give <laughs> her your message. As this would save everyone money on cards, any do donation to Embrace the Middle East would bless this ministry. This can be done by visiting the website now shown on screen. On Tuesday, November the 10th at 7pm, Denzel will be bringing a Gospel Reflection. And on Thursday the 12th of November, join us for the next episode of SBC Chat with Martin. Church members, please note that our November church meeting, which includes the AGM, will take place online via Zoom on Monday, November the 16th, starting at 730 Voting in the Deacon's elections will also be done electronically this year, with paper votes available for those who are not on email. Church members should have received details of both the meeting and the voting process. If you have any questions about how the process will work, please contact Teresa. As you may have noticed, lockdown mark two is upon us. You may be feeling low, anxious, depressed or lonely. Why not call SBC's counselling service for a chat? They're here for you. Call Dawn or Jane, whose details are in the church directory. Starting on Wednesday the 11th of November, 2 till 3.30, Walking Together Through Grief, a support service for anyone in the church or the wider community who has been bereaved. This will be held in the coffee lounge at Selsdon Baptist Church. For more information and or to book a place, please email the details on the screen now. And finally, calling all quizzes. Would you be interested in an SBC quiz evening on Zoom? If you would be interested, then please let Kim Wright know. Her details are also in the church directory. And if we can get enough of us, we can give it a go. This has been... SBC News. God bless. God bless. Brian and I were very young when the Second World War started in 1939. He was four and I was about two and a half. We lived with our parents and our grandfather in a terraced house in the street behind Thornton Heath Pond and not very far from Croydon Airport. Frequently, of course, we had to take shelter. Um, our safest place was our kitchen. and We had no shelter in the house or garden, um, so my father had shielded it with sandbag barricades, um, one in the hall and one outside the back door. For extra safety, we always got under the kitchen table when there was a raid on. Uh, one Saturday night in May 1949, uh, 41, 
we were at the wrong end of German bombs. They usually dropped them in sticks of four, which staggered the explosions and caused more mayhem. mayhem. And so one bomb fell at the bottom of our back garden, and the next one was a direct hit on the house next door but one, where two people were killed outright. The neighbour who lived between us was sucked out by the blast of the first bomb and blown back in again by the blast of the second. He did survive, but he had a lot of shrapnel in his body. We escaped virtually unscathed and were dug out by a Canadian soldier who was on leave from the front line. It was strange to come out of the kitchen door and look up to open sky where there should have been a ceiling, a bedroom and a roof. We went to friends in the nearby road and I can remember being carried wrapped in a pink eiderdown. We had to shelter en route because of falling shrapnel from the shells being fired by the nearby pom-pom guns. They were based in Mitcham Road Cemetery. We stayed in the area, first living in a friend's house and then in a requisitioned empty house. And eventually, after our house had been rebuilt, we returned home and had a Morrison shelter. So, whenever the siren went, that was where we headed, all of us and the cats. And when in the shelter, we sung at the tops of our voices in order to drown out the sounds of bombs and guns. We are grateful to God for his care over us and for Christian parents who loved and cared for us and taught us about the Christian pathway. It must have been an awful responsibility for them to have such young children at such a time in our British history. Hello, I'm Roger. I was a six-year-old boy living in Peckham when the World War II started. My dad was too old to be enlisted in and serve in the armed forces. Also, he was doing a, a, an important job on the railways and he was exempt. He did fire watching at Waterloo Station for many years. My brother was 10 years older than me and working on the railway when old enough he joined the Home Guard. When he was 18 he joined the Royal Navy and trained as a torpedo man and served on a destroyer. I had a number of schools during the wartime. In fact, I had seven schools in, in the different schools throughout the war. I was evacuated three times. At the outbreak of the war, I went to Exeter in Devon to stay with my grandmother and my mother came with me. And in 1940, we went back to London, but that was when the Battle of Britain started and the docks were bombed and we went off again to the countryside and this was at a place called Chinner in Oxfordshire. So I became a real village boy. And at the end of the war, when the war of 43, 1943, when the doodlebug bomb started, we went again down to Exeter to stay with Grandma. 
during and returning home after the war to Peckham, I had gained a Devon accent so that the pupils in my class in Peckham took the mickey out of me for, by copying my Devon accent. I soon got my South London accent back again. Every boy knew all the types of aircraft used by the Allies and the Nazis. The Nazi bombers made a different noise to the Allied ones. My home was hit by an incendiary bomb in 1940, which my dad and my brother, who were 17, and in the Home Guard, dealt with it. Later in the war, my school was hit by a V1, a doodlebug bomb, which was a pilotless plane. My mother and I were in the Anderson shelter in our garden, and the blast pulled the rope holding the wooden door out of my hands. The school was only 200 yards from my home, however, we were screened by our church hall, which was between us and the school. A great dust cloud formed and we thought that our church, St Andrews, had been hit. This happened on a Saturday morning, so no children were hurt at the school. On the whole, I had a very good war. No one in my family was hurt or killed, but I do remember praying for my brother in the Navy every night. Today's reading is taken from Romans 5, entitled Peace and Hope. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace into which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. This is the word of God. Do you know what? For many of us too young to have lived through a major war or conflict, remembrance they can feel a bit strange or remote for us. Even the numbers of the millions of people who sacrificed their lives or were injured, physically or psychologically, can seem almost overwhelming and difficult to grasp, which is why it's been great and important for us to hear real stories from some of our church family who experienced this firsthand. And to know that fathers, sons, 
brothers of those close to us gave their lives so that we can live in peace. In the same way that we have poppies to remind us of war and sacrifice, we have and wear things that remind us of Jesus. Have a think about some of these things. There's the cross, uh, our Bibles. We wear a fish brooch, uh, or maybe we have a WWJD bracelet. When we remember what Jesus did for us, we're not just remembering something that happened a long time ago and that's remote for us today. Because when Jesus died on the cross 2000 years ago, as the ultimate sacrifice for our world, and God raised him from the dead, it meant that we can be friends with God today. That, as Paul says in this great passage in Romans, we have peace with God, we can be reconciled to him. And when Paul talks about peace with God, he isn't just talking about how we feel, because our position as children of God, as friends with God, isn't dependent on how we feel, or actually even how we behave. Because we don't always feel peaceful, do we? Life is busy and hectic and complicated. But also for some of us during lockdown, it can feel too quiet, too lonely. Here, Paul is talking about our relationship with God, that we're not God's enemies anymore. Whatever happens, however we feel, we can be confident that of our relationship with God. And for those of us who worry about what is happening in the world today, it can all seem very uncertain, can't it? But in Romans 5, Paul reminds us, in spite of everything, God is in ultimate control. We have this hope. He's the God of the past, the present and the future. And in all of this, he is the one that we can depend upon. And actually, he's the one we can boast about too. And that doesn't mean boasting in an arrogant sense, but because we're thankful to know God, we want to tell others about him, to let his love shine through in our lives, to share that hope that we have. Which is why we're going to sing that lovely song, Make Me a Channel of Your Peace. Where there is despair in life, let me bring your hope. The hope that Paul talks about in Romans that only comes from Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Father God, we know that lots of people are sad today as they remember people they have loved who died because of war. Please help all those who, who need comfort and strength today, wherever they live. Thank you that when we need you most, you are there with us and that you will never turn anyone away. Amen. Father God, we thank you for the bravery of those who have fought and even made the ultimate sacrifice of giving their lives for our nation. We honour these people. May we always remember their sacrifice. Thank you that you also laid down your life for us and taught us to love one another. Amen.
Thank you for joining us for our service this morning and thank you especially to our scouts and our guides and also those from our church family who shared with us their precious memories of the war. Please do join us in the foyer for coffee and hot chocolate and cake and we hope also that you have a great and blessed day.